What's up, people? Welcome back to the SVT Sports Podcast. I'm Vince, joined by my buddies Sam and Tyler. How's it going, fellas? What's up, much, man? What's going on? I'm doing all right. I'm, but I, uh, I guess we're gonna just dive into some sad news right off the bat. Uh, Dwayne Haskins passed away on Saturday morning. He was hit by a dump truck in Florida uh, on Saturday morning, and uh, there the coverage about it was kind of suspect to say the least um adam schefter tweeted out right when it happened dwayne haskins a standout at at ohio state before struggling to catch on with washington and pittsburgh in the nfl died this morning when he got hit by a car in south florida per his uh, agent Uh, haskins would have turned 25 years old on may 3rd so obviously calling it calling attention that he was struggling in the nfl but like he was still on a team you know so i mean it's kind of a dick move, but it's not the most egregious one that I found. The The worst one was Gil Brandt, who was like a Cowboys uh, scout or whatever. He's a Hall of Fame scout. Uh, he he was asked about evaluating Haskins uh, when he was entering the draft. Uh, he said he described him as a guy living to be dead. Uh, he criticized his decision to leave school early and speculated maybe if he stayed in school a year, he wouldn't do silly things alluding to Haskins reportedly getting hit by a truck while walking on an interstate for, you know, uh, for, for whatever reasons. Um, there were some like unsubstantiated rumors that like, he, like he, he was out of his car on the interstate because like his car was out of gas or something like, like, I don't know exactly why he was out there, but it could have been any number of reasons. Not all of them are suspect. Just like, you know, don't be a dick. I don't know. Well, Gil Brandt, man, he was drafting players when, you know, the league was white. So, yeah, you know, I I expect there's a little bit of, uh, we'll say tension, racial tension we behind his comments because he doesn't seem yeah. to be the most uh, understanding the pulse of the uh, of the situation here. But but Mike Tomlin had some cool things to say. I mean, yeah, not cool, read, but uh, he, he had some lovely words. He was tremendously better is, is the way I put it in the doc. You want to read those? Sure. Uh, per quote from Mike Tomlin says, I am devastated and at a loss for words with the unfortunate passing of Dwayne Haskins. He quickly became part of our Steelers family upon his arrival in Pittsburgh, was one of our hardest workers, both on the field and in our community. Dwayne was a great teammate, but even more so a tremendous friend to so many. I am truly heartbroken. Our, tharts, our thoughts and prayers are with his wife. I'm not going to say her name because I will chop that up and his entire family during this difficult time. Yeah. Out of respect for Sam, I don't want to chew. I don't want to mess up his wife's name. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, this is a- every player that played with him and all the coaches um, had nothing but glowing things to say about him, like as a human. Um, and I mean, yeah. S- s- who gives a shit if he was like struggling to like make it or, I mean, he, he was, he's a human, you know, that's, that's what yeah. it comes down to a human lost his life and it's unfortunate. And by all accounts, everybody loved him. Mm-hmm. So this, it's truly like, it, it was really sad. It's sad news, man. Unfortunately, the media has a history of this, you know, um, as A's fans, we saw, we saw this with Jeremy Giambi's passing mm-hmm. where everything tweeted, everything reported, Everything said, you know, former A's player dies known for being didn't slide, 
Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Is that, is it factually correct? Okay. Yeah. It's factually correct. He didn't slide. You don't know the outcome of the play, but more importantly, what does that have to do with his life and dying, passing along? Um, so the media is constantly disrespectful towards people who pass away, people who die way too soon. Um, and it, it's not just sports media, it's media. I mean, these same things is happening at all major news networks, you know, how they reported on Dwayne Haskins, Jeremy Giambi and others. This happened on, you know, all of the major news networks were reporting it the same way. So it's just an unfortunate thing that people have to throw shade when somebody passes away. And yeah, maybe Dwayne Haskins, maybe he wasn't going to be a hall of fame quarterback or a pro bowl quarterback or whatever. He died. He lost his life way too soon. He has family. He has people who love him and to throw shade to be disrespectful is just, it's shameful. It's absolutely shameful. And there's going to be no repercussions for these people. You know, Adam Schefter apologized, but his day is going to move on. Like, what what's going to happen to these reporters who, oh, I'm sorry, okay, all right, next day. Like, there's no, there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, sports aside, you know, a man lost his life for whatever reason, whether he was outside of his car because he lost gas, walking down the highway, trying to get to a, a pit stop or a gas station or something. He died in an unfortunate accident. And the person who hit him is probably traumatized in dealing with grief because he took someone's life. And just all of the people that are affected and just the in insensitive comments just really sucks and you know lastly just you know truly um condolences to his family and his his football family his you know his entire sports family but his his intermediate family you know he was a son he was a sibling he was a a someone to many people and like you said, Vince, he was loved by many and sports aside, somebody lost their life and that should be, that should be mourned. Yeah, absolutely. I excellently said, um, I mean, I don't know how much more you want to touch onto it, but just a rough situation. I think, you know, I, I think the, uh, the NFL will mourn over it and, you know, everything will go back to the way it was, but just, I, I don't know. I, as a news reporter, as a, as a media person, just show some respect. Mm -hmm. That's all we ask for. Absolutely. Um, there's no easy way to do this, but I'm going to just make a clunky transition and let's let's move on to the warriors. Uh, a lot more, uh, joyful news. The warriors clinched the number three seed. They're going to play Denver in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Denver won the season series three to one, but Draymond didn't play in any of those games. Um, uh, another one of those uh, one of the, the Nuggets wins was that Monty Morris like buzzer beater so I mean at that point that could have gone either way 
Um, and then another one of Denver's wins was on a night where the Warriors rested Curry, Thompson, Green, Wiggins, Iguodala, and Otto Porter Jr. So if you don't fact like, like, uh, so ba- the way I'm looking at it coming in is um, Denver won the season series 2-1 and the Warriors uh, threw a flag up for, you know, for that one game. And that, and that, that second win for Denver could have easily uh, been a Warriors win as well. So it's going to be a fun series. Uh, we're going to, we're, we're looking at uh, Jokic coming to town. Uh, so that's going to be fun. He's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. Uh, you guys want to jump in? Well, I, my, my concern, I, when I was looking at the seating, I really wanted the Warriors to either get Denver or get Utah. That's the two teams that I really wanted. I didn't want to, Dallas and I most certainly didn't you know want to play um I didn't want to drop so far that we end up playing Memphis for instance so out of those and then also too I didn't want to play um Minnesota either so the Nuggets and the Jazz were the two teams that I was really hoping that we would get it just seemed to work out that way um I would much rather have preferred to have played the Denver Nuggets I think the Nuggets are going through some injuries right now um I think uh, uh, Porter Jr.'s hurt right now, which is amazing because I just read a stat that he played all season. I thought he had a lot of back injuries, but um, on the list also was Kevon Looney, who's played every single game this season, which is amazing given the fact that he has injury history. But I think with Draymond being there, uh, it, it is a dynamic that changes games. So I, I'm not going to say that we're going to easily walk over this team. I think not having a big man and having to basically play by, you know, next man up between Bielitsa, Otto Porter Jr., and Draymond Green. It's going to be a really tough series, but I, this is the matchup that I wanted. Okay. I think the Warriors can do it in six, in my opinion. Yeah, Bielitsa's come on uh, in the last few games, uh, too. So, I mean, I'm feeling a lot better about him than I was, you know, last month. So, uh, yeah, Sam, uh, you, ha- you have thoughts? Um, I'm not, I'm not quite ready to pick who's going to win. Of course, I want the Warriors to win the series. Of course, I want that as a fan. Um, I, I, you know, I need to know who's going to be playing because there's still rumors that certain players are not going to be involved. Um, so I, I think the Warriors match up well in a series, but um, you know, Jokic is, is a problem. I mean, he's a legit badass big man. He's a game changer. And there's, there's media people who don't give a crap about rebounds, you know? And I'm like, I'm, if you can control the glass and you control opportunities, that's a huge problem. And, uh, the nuggets can do that. They can definitely control possessions you know off of rebounds so i'm you know i'm excited for it i'm not quite ready to pick who's gonna win this game one um because last time i heard it's not clear if, if curry is going to be available right or is he correct absolutely so starting he's he's going to be doing some some uh practices this week with the team and Kerr will make that decision uh, to give you some insight for the other side. Jamal Murray, who tours ACO, unfortunately playing against the Warriors, you know, unrelated, nobody touched him, but 
Um, he won't be making it. And Michael Porter Jr., who ha- is having back problems, will not be playing for um, the Denver Nuggets as well on their respective side. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so the game's on Saturday, 530 yep. uh, local. But, but Draymond Green is playing. Draymond mm-hmm. will be playing. Yes. Yep. And um, Curry's so the-, the only one that's really a question mark, I think, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I still think it's a toss up because the ultimate, the ultimate uh, game changer, the game wrecker is, is Curry. You know, we've, it's the over, overplayed uh, statement, right? The gravity that Curry breaks. <laughs> you know? yeah. So uh, I was but reading, a re- but uh, I'm sorry, Tyler, real quick. Clay is starting to shoot the ball like clay mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is effing huge yeah go he ahead. dropped 41 yeah uh, uh, in yeah. the last game so, so go ahead tyler i was reading a report that a lot of um that we, you know we call them analysis but I, they're not really experts right they just analyze it here but a lot of people think expert. that um yeah exactly a lot of people think that kaminga is going to be unleashed in the playoffs and he's going to be kind of that dynamic that will tip a few games. I'm not going to say he's going to win it all for them, but they think that they've been sandbagging him and they're just going to release him. And a lot of <laughs> the reason why people are saying this and, you know, you're welcome to shoot this down is because of his age and the injuries that have resulted to him be able to get more play time is very eerily similar to how Kobe Bryant came into the playoffs his first year where he was okay throughout the season and then blew up in the playoffs because injuries led to him being able to play more. That's a huge name. You just said, uh, that, <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm not comparing him to Kobe. Uh, Bryant. No, 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 no. Yeah, of course not. not. Of course not. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. That, that, that would be unfair to Kaminga. But uh, when you say that, 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 that grabs attention. That's like, it, it, you can't help it. Um, holy shit. Um <laughs> I mean, it'd be great if that was the case. If they unleash Kaminga and he just balls out in the playoffs, you know, that that's that's best case scenario, honestly. Yeah. Uh, in the second round, assuming the Warriors do uh, do beat Denver and move on, they'll be they'll probably in all likelihood be facing Memphis. Um, uh, and that was the big debate going into the, you know, heading toward the playoff run was do you, uh, which side of the bracket are you on? Are you on the Memphis side or are you on the Phoenix side? And I honestly don't know that I had a preference because I think Phoenix is a better team, but Memphis causes a little bit more problems for the Warriors. So it's kind of you know, 6-1, half dozen to the other to me. I don't know. Like It's going to be a tough matchup either way. So they I ended did, up with Memphis. I, I really don't want to play Memphis. It seems like Memphis – has the Warriors number for You're, for whatever reason? But like, yeah, I just don't they think they the ma- Warriors. I just don't think they match up well. You know, I don't think. Well, Memphis assuming is a better team, I just don't yeah. think they match up well, especially with not having the Warriors not having the bigs. Um, I think the Warriors match up better against Phoenix, and Phoenix is statistically and record the better team. And the yeah. Phoenix Suns should win, right? The Phoenix Suns should be in the finals. But I think the I, Warriors, I would think so. Yeah. I think the Warriors match up well. Well, the Warriors have that they're three and one against the Suns this year, right? Uh, I believe so. So I think the Warriors match up better. But to your question here, Sam, assuming Minnesota, you know, 
do, does what they need to do against the Clippers, who would you rather want to play in the second round, Memphis or Minnesota? Because Minnesota has had the Warriors number all season long, too. I don't think the Warriors have beat them once this year. Yeah, but I think in a series, in a I think the Warriors could beat Minnesota in a series. I understand the regular season's important, and I get that. But I, I, I think come playoff time, and if healthy, if rosters equal, full healthy, having a healthy Curry, healthy Draymond, a Clay shooting the ball like that, a Kaminga and a Moody coming off the bench with Jordan Poole, and a healthy Andre Iguodala, that's huge. That's huge. Um, and Kavon That's a lot of guys. Kavon Looney is having his career year and yeah, it's a contract year, but you know what? It's a good effing year to have your career year mm-hmm. um, as the only center <laughs> on the yeah. team. Um, you know, so I, I, I love Loon. I appreciate him. Uh, I never want to see that dude in another Jersey. Um, I feel like he's earned his deal uh, for everything that he's done. And I know it's going to get tricky long-term contracts and, you know, I get it. Um, But I would really never, I would love to see Loon as a Golden State Warrior forever. Um, I love playoff basketball is, is I think some of the best, it brings out the best in sports. Mm -hmm. Like NBA playoffs is so much fun. I'm so sad that I'm not going to be able to see the game because you know, some of our listeners know, and you guys know, I, I do shows like I'm in, I'm involved in some acting stuff. So I'm in a show. I'm not going to be able to see it live, but my show closes on Saturday and then I'll be able to watch nonstop. And we're all like, that's the next thing is like, we all got to get together and, you know, off the zoom space, <laughs> yeah. got to watch these together. And that's where sports is fun. That bring, you know, I want to watch these games with my friends and dissect them. And, you know, that's in that first year, they won the championship. That was some of the greatest sporting events I've ever had in my life. Just walking into a bar to just watch the game. And when they clinched it, that first championship, I remember running out onto the streets of Telegraph and every bar, every restaurant, every pub just emptied out onto the streets and we were just going bonkers and it was beautiful <laughs> goosebumps goosebumps so, right now just thinking um, about it oh i think it, i i you know the warriors slipped to the three seed they were number one number two for a long time and you know phoenix credit to them they've been the best team in the nba you know for sure however I just think in a series, somehow, some way, the Warriors match up really, really well against them. And I would not, if healthy, and it's a big if, and it's a big hypothetical, and I don't want to play the hypothetical game, but it looks like Steph is coming back healthy. I just really would not be surprised if the Warriors did make a run and and make something crazy of these playoffs i really would not be surprised however with a lack of size and i know this is hedging my bets 
and kind of lame, but I would not be surprised with the lack of size that it, if they go up, you know, with Denver and uh, Utah and um, Memphis, That's, Memphis and is even, the next round. Yeah. And even, you know, uh, Phoenix, uh, Aiton. You know, that's a, a really athletic big, um, you know, the lack of size is really going to, you know, test the Warriors. But if healthy and if they can, if they can, you know, get these shooters uh, going, um, the Warriors got a really good shot, in my opinion. We'll see. You know, I think the Warriors are going to beat the Denver Nuggets in a series. Um but I, I, I would not – I think it's going seven. I think it's going to be all the way – if the Warriors make it to the finals, it's going to be a tough road. It's not going to be an easy – I don't think there's going to be sweeps. I don't think there's going to be four out of five or four out of six. I think it's, it's going to be a difficult road for the Warriors. So just to kind of give you some idea, <clears throat> um, Denver obviously has the Joker. They also have uh, – his age, but they also have DeMarcus Cousin as a center. Um, Utah has uh, Rudy Gobert, and they also have Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. Phoenix has DeAndre Ayton, and they also have JaVale McGee. Um, and I think outside of that, you know, uh, Minnesota has Cat. And uh, I, who's the center for Memphis? It's uh, – is it um uh the heck's his name the the guy from from Australia I mean uh, New Zealand Australia New Zealand one of the two well Valanciunas got traded right no I'm talking about the other big man that um that came from U, uh, Oklahoma City uh Stephen Adams Stephen Adams so, yeah yeah and then I I just that's my concern to your point too is that all these teams have multiple centers for the most part. That is so scary that I – that's the only thing that makes me think, I don't know if the Warriors are going to pull it off this year. I don't think they have enough size to, to hang with them. I'm, I don't know. We'll see. I feel, like, I feel like the Warriors' window is truly the next two, two years because to, to think that these guys are going to get older and stay healthy is, mm-hmm. is insane to me. That's crazy yeah. talk to me that, oh, Curry's going to be in his mid-30s and Draymond's going to be in his mid-30s and Clay, and they're just going to be fine. Like, there's going to come a point where these guys are bench players, and that's a very, very difficult yeah. pill to swallow. Yeah. But, you know, father time is undefeated. Another overused cliche. But at some point, like Curry is going to regress defensively and not be able to move around as much offensively because of age. And there's also injury things that are happening. And Clay coming off of these massive injuries, massive surgeries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. It's an Achilles. Nobody comes back from Achilles 100%, you know, like, and he's trying to do it. And- right. And Draymond, back, Larry Bird ended his career because of a back injury. And I know it's 
30 years later and science and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? There's a back injury and a leg injury destroys athletic careers. Oh yeah. Achilles, knees, hip injuries, back injuries. Like those are the, you know, shooting, you need your legs. You, you know, when you shoot, you don't shoot, you're shooting on the way up, you know, you need your legs to elevate. Yeah. You need that core strength. That's where the power to get comes the, from. To get the ball shot. You know, football, it's all running and core. You know, you those are the core muscles. And, you know, I'm not a sports um, physical therapist or trainer or anything. But it's like these are the core muscles that athletes rely on to do their job. And when you have an Achilles and a knee and Draymond has a back problem and, you know, Curry has his ankle injuries and thankfully over his career, that's kind of been minimized. But when you start to have those injuries and you're aging, you know, and it's with Curry, it's not like he's a huge guy that was able to just in put, he's not a LeBron James, right? Like, LeBron is a physical specimen like Shaq and to a degree Jordan, you know, like those are physical dominant players. Um, Curry's not that. And He's got to be a little more crafty. Is, yeah, exactly. So to think that these guys next year, just, Oh, we're healthy and they're going to run the table. Like, Oh no, you're, you're going to be relying on the young guys. You're going to be relying on pool, Kaminga, Moody. Um, and you still don't know what you maybe have. Maybe Wiseman. Maybe Wiseman. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. <clears throat> I, I, uh, I want to say one thing about the Warriors. I heard, okay. this, I heard this on a, on a radio on the raid on the ride home is, and, and Tyler, you mentioned it, uh, um, Looney played a full season. So apparently only five guys in the NBA oh, yeah. played full seasons. All 82. And <clears throat> one radio host was, this is a, a, a damn shame that we only got five guys. And then another radio host on the same program I don't, you know, I don't want to say who, who it was because I don't know if we'll get in trouble or whatever. But anyway, the other radio host was using stats, using numbers, using um, a little bit of philosophy on why it's not happening as much. And, it, you know, Popovich, who kind of pioneered the load management and things like that. Um just getting, I know I'm throwing that on you guys, but what are your thoughts about this 82 game? Getting an 82 game schedule for a player, um, what are what are your thoughts? Let's start with uh, Vince. You look you look ready to go. You're you're All opinionated. Right. All right, so I think 82 games is kind of a cool thing. Like a oh look, that's neat. I don't think it's important at all. Uh, yeah, uh, I think about. When Jordan was on the Wizards, okay, 
and he played all 82 in that last season. Uh, he just looked beat by the time the playoffs came. And if he would have taken 10 games off, you know, just miss 10 miscellaneous games there, maybe the Wizards make a little bit more noise in the playoffs that year. I don't know. Um, who's to say for sure, but I am actually, I, it took a little bit of while uh, of time for me, but I'm fully on board with load management and resting guys strategically. They do it in baseball all the time. Nobody's playing 162 games, you know, they're playing every day. Uh, guys take a day off here or there. It's not a big deal. I mean, the closest outside of, Cal Ripken, the closest person to do that in our generation actually was Marcus Simeon. He was the closest person to play almost every single game, like yeah. the closest. Um, to, so just throwing some stats out here for you. P- players who have played consecutive or not consecutively have played full 82 games. Okay. The top of the list is going to be John Stockton who played 16 seasons full 82 games okay so that's that's unrealistic to expect that in this time era right the bottom of this list of top 10 players right is a guy named otis thorpe who played nine seasons of 82 games okay to have uh, a player play a full season in this time era i think is amazing I am all for load management. And the reason being is because we're paying these dudes. Well, I'm not, but the organization is paying these dudes gratuitous amounts of money to perform out there. And if you have a guy who's gassed at the end of the season or is hurt at the end of the season, when he probably shouldn't have played a game against, you know, uh, the, the magic, for instance, a, a lesser team, why, why risk it? Why put him out there if you're investing this much money into a player? These guys like Otis Thorpe and all those guys, they weren't getting, they were getting paid, but they weren't getting paid what players are getting paid now. You know, a lot of these guys were playing, you know, international in the summertime to make money, to make ends meet. So yeah, playing so many games meant more money so they could provide for their family. Guys don't need to do that nowadays. That's, that's not a thing. You know, you walk in and you get like a million dollars for being a top draft pick. You know what I mean? So, um, I would say the the only the I agree with you guys. The only gripe I have with this one radio host who was uh, in support of players, more players playing the eighty-two games schedule was um, fans paying full price for tickets, expecting, and then there's a healthy scratch. You know, um, so I, I don't know the resolution to that. I don't know the I don't know the answer to that on like, do you lower the price because Curry didn't play in the last game? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't know. But that that sucks. You know, um, you you these games are not cheap. And the Warriors being that they won the three and the five, you know, championships. These new new arena the tickets are not cheap um so i do feel for the fans that that are priced out i mean what's crazy is the three of us like we're we're all pretty fortunate and we all are able to live in the bay area and pay our bills and have a somewhat of disposable income to 
enough where we could do a podcast and talk about sports and not have a second job. Right. Yeah. We're pretty fucking blessed. And yeah. that's okay to admit. There's a lot of people who are not. And I'm okay with admitting that I'm I'm lucky. I'm fortunate and I'm grateful to have the opportunities that I have. There's people who don't, but there's also people who save multiple months, years to go to a ball game, base uh, basketball game, and these tickets are so expensive that they're priced out. And to a degree, even with all the benefits that we have, we're priced out. I haven't been to a Warriors game since, you know, before yeah. the championship years when they were like 30 bucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't been to one in. I haven't been to the new. St- I haven't even driven by the new uh, arena yet. Yeah. So Just, I mean, I- I've been in the new arena once, and that was for an Elton John concert. Right. Um, <laughs> so I haven't. I, yeah. I haven't been there. Yeah. Um, uh, more, it's 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 lovely. I'd love to go more, see basketball game. One more basketball thing. Okay. Here Let's, we go. LOL Lakers. <laughs> 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 Oh, I love like so- I hate the Lakers so much. It's just so joyous to just see this entire thing like go into chaos. Um mm. did you guys see this? The um reporter, I don't I don't have the names off the top of my head, but the reporter asked um the Lakers head coach. So uh looks like Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting you're getting fired tomorrow. What are you Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, I don't give a sh- I don't know shit. He was like, I don't know shit. I'm celebrating our win. And you know, I'll deal with it tomorrow. And they were like, you know, there's this back and forth, and um it was just hilarious. And then he got fired. Yeah, and then they're asking LeBron if he knew, and he's like, "I did." I, you know, it sounds. <laughs> LeBron's response was, "It sounds like I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, this the Lakers, we knew this is coming. The Lakers are a minimum of one year away from making any moves. Who the fuck is going to take Russell Westbrook? No one. Who's that? Taking, was a dumb move. Who's taking? Who's why would you do that deal? Why would you like why did they obtain him to begin with? It's insane. His name, uh, they attained him because of a certain gentleman whose name rhymes with LaShron Shames. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it makes no sense. Like, it makes like as podcasters who are not NBA insiders or coaches or whatever. And it made no sense. Like it made no sense to us. How the fuck did it make sense to the Lakers? <laughs> well, so to give you some perspective, there's only one team that I've seen in the last like week or two that has discussed possibly making a trade to get Russell Westbrook in the off season. And that one team is the Charlotte Hornets, which I don't understand why you would want to trade for Russell Westbrook to put on the Hornets when you've already got, uh, Lamella Ball. I don't. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's the only team I've seen that's come up lately. Why would you poison the well? Like no idea. Unless you, like you get Westbrook and like also a bunch of Lakers draft picks over the next like five years. You know, and you get like 
money. <laughs> you know, yeah, I just like, don't, why I just would you know do why? That? Why would you? I don't know why you would do that. It doesn't make any sense. It's 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 a he's gonna he's not even a, he'll be a salary dump for for the Lakers, but he he kills your cap space. It, it doesn't well, make any me, sense to do that. Let me do this. You're both head coaching candidates. Okay, oh, we'll start. We'll start with Tyler. You're both head coaching candidates. Why would you take the Lakers job? The prestige. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Vince. Yeah. Same. Um. I, that's it. That was the first thing that came to my mind because it's the Lakers. That's it. Because other the than that, I'm, I'm, the counter yeah. argument is someone very very high up leaked like leaked it to adrian wodronowski that this motherfucker's fired on monday this roster we can't make any moves like (laughs) you know and he won a championship in in the bubble you know it was the bubble but he won a championship and that only got him two seasons after after that um so you you're not going to be able to bring in any young talent you're not going to bring in nobody's going to want that contract in Westbrook and what what I don't understand is why is Rob Plinka still the GM he should have been fired as well he's terrible he's absolutely dog shit terrible I mean the only reason why they won that championship in the in the bubble was because it was the bubble like everybody says it was more difficult there's a lot of people i would say i should rephrase there's a lot of people that say it was harder to win in the bubble i disagree i think it was easier for the lakers to win in the bubble you didn't have to travel with a veteran roster you played your games but you know traveling with older players you didn't have to travel. That's a huge thing for a older roster. They didn't have to travel. Um, and you played a short season. So you played less games with no traveling. So you were able to maximize the God-given gifts of LeBron James and you know Anthony Davis. And it was like the one season... Anthony Davis was like in a shortened season was healthy. So everything kind of went the Lakers way Um, where when you play a full season and you got to tra- you got to travel. And I mean, you know, LeBron LeBron's older. Um, he's th- what? 37 now. Um, you know he's going to have injuries. He's an older player. It's going to happen. Father time. Mm-hmm. Undefeated. <laughs> you know, Anthony Davis, you know, history of injuries. Um, you traded away your depth for Russell Westbrook. So what are, what are you expecting? Like you put every, and then you, and then you signed Carmelo Anthony, like, well, that was a LeBron thing. You know, I mean, look, look, put it this way: we don't, 
we don't have to worry about it because we're not the Lakers ownership. Yep. But they have a hot mess on them, and I just wouldn't want to beat them at all. This schadenfreude tastes delicious. Um, <laughs> but that being said, I think it's time to move on from the Lakers, just moving like the on. playoffs are moving on from without them. Uh, let's move on real quickly to the NHL. Uh, Doug Wilson, Sharks general manager, uh, is stepping down officially after 19 seasons. Uh, he was injured. Like he, he had some like personal health stuff that we don't even know fully what's going on that, with uh, there. But he's uh, stepping away officially. They're going to do an exhaustive GM search. They're going to take their time. They're even willing to um, wait past the draft to see like, you know, to, to get the right person They're They're going to be very thorough. And I I fully believe that they're going to end up with somebody who could possibly stay another 19 years. You know, that's, that's the dream. Right. And as far as Doug Wilson's um, impact on the team, yeah, there's been some misses. There's always misses when you're a general manager, you're going to swing and miss on certain guys. But there have been some major, major hits, starting first and foremost with Joe Thornton. Mm -hmm. Uh, He got Joe Thornton for a sack of potatoes. Um, And and Joe Thornton kept the Sharks in the playoffs every year. I think all but one year from the time he got there to the time he left. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, it sucks. uh, It sucks that they never won the Stanley Cup, but the only reason why I'm remotely interested in the sharks is because they've always been competitive. Like they're always competitive and let's compare, you know, Billy, Billy bean. We've talked about this time and time again. He's never been to a world series. He's only been to one ALCS where the same rounds and the same, you know, you transferring it over to hockey. How many times, like at least Doug Wilson got to a Stanley Cup. Yeah. He's got to, to yeah. Uh, they, they've, he, he played, he played arguably one of the best penguin teams I have ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, those, those, those fucking guys were flying around like penguins. Yeah, I mean, like literally, it was like as soon yeah. as the the puck dropped, it was those motherfuckers are quick. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> the Sharks getting two wins in 2016 in the in the finals was very very impressive, and they played in uh, five Western Conference Finals. They probably the time they got there, so I mean, any other team except the Penguins. I yeah, mean, they ran into the oh, yeah. Penguins. Yeah, and th- that was unfortunate and heartbreaking. And I actually went to a few playoff games that year, uh, none in the finals, uh, but I did go to like the, the the game seven of the second round when they played Nashville and then just obliterated them. I, I was nervous going into that game, but yeah. Um, the important the respect uh, the, the, factor yeah. is he was always in mm-hmm. and he did his job. And there, like you said, there's been some misses. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Sharks fan. You guys are more like you guys know what's going on in Sharks than I do, even though I've been in a Sharks commercial. Yeah, Uh, I know. So Kai got a leg up on that. But, you know, (laughs) holler at your boy. Well, your your other (laughs) your other hit for Doug Wilson, too, was also uh, Burnsy. Yeah, he was another Burnsy was a hit. I mean, uh, they drafted Joe Pavelski, uh, Logan Couture, 
Uh, they and, they traded for Eric Carlson. I mean, they, these are and he traded. He drafted the the young guy. Uh, was it Eklund? Uh, William Eklund. I mean, yeah, this this new kid that's uh, so, going to be up with the team next year. There's, I mean, he's got plenty of hits on uh, like over 19 years. Owen like he, Nolan was he yeah, in on the uh, Owen Nolan? He he brought he yeah. no Owen Nolan was before. Owen Nolan was before Doug Wilson got there. Doug Wilson. Never mind. He started as a player, but um, for the Sharks, the, he was the first captain of the Sharks as well. And so, but um, isn't his son involved in the franchise? Uh, his son is a scout. Um, uh, the, the, the assistant GM is a guy named Joe will. And so, uh, Joe will has been like the interim, um, general manager for the time being. And so I, I think what's going to happen here is we're going to have a, uh, they're, they're going to clear house and they're going to so go completely. I, I think Bob Bugner's gone. Um, cause the new GM wants to get his guy, whoever that would be. Um, yeah, or her guy, actually there's, there's, there's a couple of different, uh, females that are possibly up for to get interviewed for this position so i mean we'll see what happens there it's going to be like i said it's a it's going to be a thorough search and uh and anybody who's like 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 people would like be upset when doug wilson makes trades i think of the rafi torres move like i was i was pretty pissed when he made that move because i like rafi torres is just a he's a prick okay he was he, he was an asshole and just like he causes problems and he ended up getting himself suspended in the middle of the playoffs. And, and I was pissed at Doug Wilson for making that move. But also, you know, I was super thrilled when he brings in Brett Burns. Uh, Dan Boyle is another huge one that mm. we don't talk about mm. enough. Um, just a ton of – he brought in a ton of talent. He was always able to make them at least close to competitive, if not always in the playoffs. I think they've made the playoffs more than 80% of their time as a franchise in existence. And uh, a lot of that credit goes to Doug Wilson. So um, I'm going to miss him and I hope he get, can get healthy. He did say in his statement that he looks forward to continuing his NHL career. So it sounds like w whatever his um, personal health problem is that um, he's confident he can beat it, whatever it may be. So good luck and uh, just don't go to Vegas, please. Yeah. What was, what was the, um, I really liked him as a player and I can't remember his name now, but the Sharks traded him to the senators and, uh, is Tierney. Oh no. Milan Mah no. Milan Mahalik. No, he had like a really catchy last name. Like, um, Chichu, Jonathan, Jonathan Chichu. Chichu. Is oh. that Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Chichu. Um, uh, he, he, he scored 56 goals. He was the rocket Richard trophy winner. When Joe Thornton won the heart trophy, the, the NHL MVP in oh, 2006, wow. when he came, and basically, I would say 50 of those 56 goals was Jonathan Chichu just being in the right place, having his stick at the right at the proper angle. And Joe Thornton just passes a shot off of his stick and into the net. Like, like it, it was wild. Like Chichu was not a strong skater, no, uh, but he was just able to get himself into the right place at the right time in that season. And it was just it was pure magic. So. Will be missed. Doug Wilson yeah. will be missed. Yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, let's move on to baseball, shall we, gentlemen? Uh, so the, so the better A's... GM than Billy Bean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the A's opened up the season in Philadelphia. They dropped the first two games. They win the third one. Um, and then earlier tonight, uh, we're recording this on Monday. They beat the shit out of Tampa Bay. Was it 13-2 was mm -hmm. the final? Mm -hmm. So, um 
Yeah, so the A's are two and two right now. It's way too early to speculate on anything of any, you know, like what we're seeing. It's it's nice to see it in an outburst like that, but they just were not scoring runs in Philly. So if this is going to be a Break, feast or famine. Breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah, what, what you got? White Sox are close to a, a nearing a deal with the Oakland A's for uh, Frankie Montas. Yeah, I got that alert too, and I was trying to find a way to bring it in in a second. But yeah, let's um uh, uh i'm looking on twitter right now and um it's it like the the deal's not um happening not done yet, yet but there's a lot of chatter happening um uh so i mean we're just kind of waiting to see what happens there i mean this is not going to be terribly surprising if it happens um yeah uh so, he made one start so far this season he's he's scheduled to go on wednesday He's scheduled to throw on Wednesday, so we'll see if he makes if he's still on the team on Wednesday. And if not, then I, yeah. I guess it's next man up again. Uh, so whoever's in AAA will probably get called up for that. Yeah. So I think the A's are, you know, it's exciting to see today, you know, break out cool. Um, they're probably going to lose like 90 games, maybe 100. You know, I think they're going <laughs> to be terrible. Yeah, yeah, I, I, really I think I want him to win 66 games because then we can make the execute auto 66 jokes, like the Star Wars <laughs> stuff. <laughs> They're going to be dog um, shit. I mean, so, so, it's just absolutely, I mean, there's not even, I, there's not even rookies to be like excited about. Like, we're excited for Seth Brown and Pinder playing. We? More. Who's this we you talk about? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the, who they're t- telling us to be excited about. I yeah, I, I mean, like you know, I love Pinder. You know, he held my dog <laughs> at a photo event for you know what was it? Um, what's the event that they have uh, in the off season? Oh, uh, that was Fan Fest. Fan uh, Fest at, at Fan Jackson. Fest. Yeah, yeah. They, they you know, uh, Pinder held my dog Doolittle, named after Sean Doolittle. Um, cool but i mean this this roster they just got rid of everything they it's it's terrible they're not gonna they're not gonna win a lot of games <laughs> the only kid the only person i'm excited for uh just because i watched him play in college i watched a couple of games was uh is dalton jeffries that's kind of it and he's actually pitching went four five scoreless innings in his debut um this season so you know what's a cow it's, it's the only thing i really have that i'm like I'm really excited to see that. That's it. Oh, maybe Paul Blackburn because he's from Antioch or Pittsburgh he, area. He, I so. mean, he did good today. He went five, what, five scoreless or five? Yeah, um, five. Like yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he, he pitched well. And that was the important thing. I, I think he gave up the one run. I think he left when it was 9-1. I the think. thing is, every time a player does well, you, you kind of have in your back of your mind that he's probably going to get traded in the next day or two. Mm-hmm. Like, they have no interest in competing this season. And it's all because of the this bullshit with the ballpark and we can't compete and we're a small market. It's not a small market. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely not. And I hate that it always I hate I really hate that when we try to talk about the game, it comes back to economics. But the economics are lies. 
what you're being told by A's ownership is lies. It's not a small market. It's, It's when you alienate a fan base, when you don't have like when other teams like Tampa Bay and even Pittsburgh that sign players, you know, re-sign star players, and the A's can't when Eric Chavez is still the richest contract, what was it six years, seven years, seventy five million, seventy million? It was six years sixty six. So like when that's the richest contract, it's bullshit. Like, come on. Yeah, I and mean Billy Pittsburgh Bean is a part of that. Throwing Pittsburgh, all the shade at Billy Bean today. Pittsburgh can can pay their players, you know, seventy million for what was it, ten years or seven years? Something like that. I think it was seven and seventy. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, someone explain to me this. Sorry, as a car drives by, thinks he's got a big motor, but it's just a piece of shit Dodge Charger. Um, someone explain to me this pitch com thing. So, I don't really understand this. What, what, okay. What's... So, so here we are. This is basically what's happening: is the catchers are wearing basically it's a tiny little remote. Okay. Um, and there'll be a, there's like nine buttons on it. They'll be able to call a pitch and placement of the pitch on the wristband mm-hmm. and then the pitcher and three other fielders are wearing a little mic in their ear so they can hear a robot saying what the pitch is in the loca- pitch location Apparently so that way the fielders a can woman's voice is what i heard it, they, it, women's voice cuts through um clearer that's why like the oh. emergency alert system is a female is a female robot voice any hoops um uh, the uh, like so, they the players can position themselves accordingly. Um, you know, in in the field, that's why you have three guys wearing it. Probably your shortstop, second base, and center fielder, um, or whatever. And then so, and uh, in this way, the catcher is not putting down the numbers for the signs anymore, and they're not going to have to worry about hiding their signs, mixing up the signs for if there's a runner on second. So the idea is this is actually going to pick up the pace a bit. Um, you're going to get pitches delivered a little bit quicker because the, the pitcher is just going to hear fastball inside or curveball or whatever. And then that'll be that. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm all for that. Somehow the uh, Astros are still going to cheat with it. Oh, absolutely. They'll find a way. They're going to hack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if now's a good time to jump into our little project that we've got going on to coincide with the A's that we've got. Yeah, let's or do it. You... Let's okay. do it. So I've done the liberty of uh, basically what we're going to do is we're going to simulate a virtual A's because I have the new MLB, the show um, shout out. If you guys want to give us a, uh, uh, some sponsorship, because I'm talking about your game here, Sony and uh, uh, San Diego studios. But uh, what we're going to do is basically mimic week by week, since we record on a, on a weekly basis here, uh, what the virtual A's do in the simulated series for the week versus what the A's do. It'll be a quick update. Um, what we're going to do is I have it set on the draft right now. And I'm going to pick players that are expected to come up in the 2023 season. And we're going to just basically see if us three as GMs could be better than the A's as GMs. Who will be better? with? And we're not trying to go ridiculous and try and see if we can sign all the top players. We're going to do it within reason with whatever the balance is. I can't, uh, I put salary 
uh, budgets on. So we're, we can't go ridiculous. We can't just buy every single top player in baseball. So I don't want to do it then. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that being the case is right now I'm in the draft. Um, normally I, the way it's done is that it shows you all the positions and it says that you're thin in that position, deep in that position or balanced in that position. And obviously we would want to fill up the thin spots, but somehow the A's don't have a single thin spot. So they seem to be deep at the center field, shortstop and the catcher position. So we will not be drafting a center fielder, a shortstop or a catcher. They're balanced and everything else. So to give you just kind of a quick idea, um, players that are going to be free agents. There's only three that really are going to matter on this team in the following season. Um, one of them is going to be Elvis Andrus, who's your shortstop. Okay. The next one is going to be Stephen Vogt. Okay. Bye. After, Bye. <laughs> yeah. After that, it's going to be Stephen Piscotti. Bye. And Chad Pinder. Keep. Okay. So left field, right field. Team. Left field, right field, catcher, and we're not really really worried about a shortstop, but that's what Andrews plays. So I'm going to focus on those four positions and see if we can fill it up. Um, what we have going on, I'm just going to give you, we have one blue chip prospect. That's it. Blue chip being like the top of the class, highly touted, mm-hmm. whatnot. And he's a closing pitcher. And his potential is to be 80 overall. Nobody exceeds 80 overall as rookies. So we have the closing pitcher. We have a starting pitcher. And as a position player, what we have here, all we have really is a third baseman. There's no outfielders. That's it. So Lou Trevino is currently our closing pitcher. Um, Sheldon Noisy is currently our third baseman. And so this is for the draft? Yeah, so I'm only giving you guys three players right now that make sense. We have a kid. Oh, here we go. Another third baseman. We have a third baseman who's supposed to come up next year. It doesn't matter well, if I tell you, it doesn't matter right if I tell you names. We're, we're trying to win right now. Do you want to get a closing pitcher? Do you want to get a starting pitcher? Or do you want to get a third baseman? That's pretty much all of our options I, at 80 overall for next year. See, I, I'm always big on starting pitching um, because you can convert them to a reliever. Agreed. Okay. If need okay. be. So, um, uh, yeah, I lean so, starting pitcher. All right. Well, we're going to draft Chuck Trowbridge is his name. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So we're going to go ahead. He ain't helping our draft. roster this year. Yeah, he ain't helping us at all. All right, so what we're going to do, um, as you guys like to talk about what who the A's are playing this week while I try and fix this up for our uh, free agency. Okay, sounds good. So um, uh, this week uh, they have four games in Tampa and three games at Toronto. They've already played one of the games against uh, Tampa. So there's three more, uh, both in Tampa and in Toronto. Um, I got to be honest, uh, both of those teams, like we all have – them either fighting for or in the playoffs this year. And it, it is early. I, I'd love to see the A's try, uh, put up some wins. Um, I think over the next six games, though, I, I think we're looking at two and four. 
You know, I just, especially if Frankie Montas gets traded, like, uh, like, well, like he might be. Gets traded. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, if, if the trade happens in this week, though, like th- then, you know, two and four might be a little bit more realistic. I just, uh, the, the offense, unless, you know, like, unless it's all clicking like it was today, like, I, I just wasn't all that impressed. It's too, it's too, uh, um, uh, up and down. Um, it, it's not consistent offense to me. So, um, hopefully they find some consistency soon. Uh, that'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, I, Toronto's supposed to be one of those top teams, right? To see them get, uh, I'm sorry, not Toronto. Tampa's supposed to be one of the top teams, right? Well, they both the, are, but, but yeah, both of them, Toronto like, I mean, too. Toronto's like, preseason they were like like some sports books had them at 92 wins like only the dodgers were higher so i mean both teams are you know built to win now i guess is the way to phrase that makes sense makes sense um i'm excited to see against toronto i'm sad i'm gonna watch that game but i'm, I'm gonna be sad to see a, a fellow third baseman in a blue and white uniform that's that's gonna be so depressing to watch <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I hope that he has a breakout season. I hope that he has a great time out there. Yeah, I hope he he becomes another Josh Donaldson for them has a breakout season. But that's going to be so tough to watch this week. Honestly, I, I can't. Ugh. How about you, Sam? How do you see it? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, in a four game set, they maybe win one more against Tampa Bay. Um, but from the 12th through the 17th, I agree with you. Probably like a two and four. Two and four? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, j- just so that way we can like claim to be an officially Bay Area uh, sports talk. Uh, let's let's briefly just mention the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, they went two and one at home. Carlos Rendon like was lights out in his debut for the Giants. Uh, yep. um, and uh, they, they called up their um, uh, Heliot Ramos. Um, uh, yesterday, uh, they, they put somebody on bereavement. I don't have the notes on who that was exactly, but they ended up calling their, you know, superstar um, prospect made his debut and he made an immediate impact. He actually, um, uh, uh, he scored a run. He was, you know, all over the place. It, it, he looked pretty good in like the brief clips that I saw. Um, so the giants end up uh, win the season, uh, win, win the series, excuse me, against Miami, two games to one. They're playing, uh, Tyler's new favorite team, San Diego. They got three starting tonight, and then they go to Cleveland to play the Guardians for three uh, this weekend. So, yeah, we know so, if Shamanaya is pitching against the Giants this week. I I I have to double check. I think he might be starting tonight. Uh, we'll have to double check it though. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's send the postseason. Uh, Sure. Currently, the Angels have defeated the Dodgers in the 2022 World Series because, you know, Shohei Tani is the poster of MLB The Show to be expected. All right. So are we, are we, we going to pick Giants games, too, or no? We're just... I, I don't know that I feel comfortable picking Giants games, um, uh, at least not at the moment. I'll, I'd have to start watching a lot more to feel comf- comf- confident. Speak the word, Ben. I'd hit to feel confident picking their, you know, games, how much they're going to win versus lose. Otherwise, we'd just be like, you know, throwing darts on the wall, kind of like how I ended up picking the Brewers to win the Central. 
Um, I'm going to pick. I'm going to say that the Giants are going to take two games against San Diego, and I think that they're going to sweep Cleveland. So I think Cleveland is just atrocious, honestly. Okay, so you got them going five and one. Um, yep. Okay. Yeah. I think I mean, that's... That's, that's oddly fair. enough not entirely unrealistic uh it depends you know what happens uh versus san diego because i agree cleveland that's it you got to circle that and think like if you're a good team you got to sweep them even if it is early in the season that that's a team you could put hang some w's on the board early makes sense makes sense yeah a, a win a win in uh april counts just as much as a win in, in september uh, you know they have the same value um, of wins, you know. So, I think they win else? both series, but they're going to go four and two. Okay, that's good. I'm probably right around there too. Just play it safe. Call it four and two. Yeah. All right, boys. We have made it to uh, free agency day. Our available budget for this year is a hundred and thirty-three million dollars. That's how much we have for this year. Um, free agents. God, that's like quadruple what we what the real team spends. <laughs> uh, current free agents. I'll just give you the top ones for now. Aaron Judge tops the list. Uh, Clayton Kershaw. Do it, Aaron Judge. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw, Ryan Presley, Max Muncy, Aaron Nola, Joe, Joey Gallo, Enrique Hernandez, Nathan Ivaldi, and Wilson Contreras are the top. 10 players. And then after that, we go Tim Anderson, Mike Clevenger, Jose Abreu. And that's kind of where I'm going to stop. I'm not going to name it. I'm names saying, cause... I'm saying we go after judge. And if we can go after starting pitcher. So who's the top pitcher, Aaron Nola, Aaron Nola is your top. And then Nathan Avaldi is underneath. What are their ages? Uh, Nathan Avaldi is, uh, He's 31, and um, Aaron Nola is 29. Aaron Nola. Okay. okay. Two, we'll make two to three years. Two to three years? Yeah, two two or three years. I'm not. He's going to be he's gonna be looking for six or seven, I think. In a video game? Judge is looking for, uh, what is he on? His projecting is he wants eight years. Do it. So we can we could do eight years at uh I don't want to be cheap cheap, but I want to be close. We could do eight years at 276, which breaks down to about 31 million a year. Do it. I don't think I don't think he comes here for that, if I'm being honest, but it's a video game. So he may not. He may not. Okay, I'm gonna make an offer to Aaron Nola. God, he wants eight years too. 228, 26 mil. I'm out. You don't want to pitch it for eight years? No. What do you want to pitch it for? Four uh, years? Five, I think. I, I think five is probably about the max that I would do. Who's the third best pitcher? Go bullpen. Build the bullpen. Who can we get in the bullpen? Well, I just gave Aaron Nola a five-year. Basically, breaks down to like $28 million a year. See if he goes for it. Uh, yeah. Relief pitcher, relief pitcher. Do we have any? Will Smith, who is 33 years old. 
Was he and... already on the A's? No. No. no? Didn't we have a Smith on the A's bullpen? Yeah, Birch Smith. Oh. After that, it's Chad Green. You know who's on here is Sonny Gray, but I'm not going to make an offer. Uh, Chad Green, Brad Boxberger, Seth Lugo, Tyler Duffy, and Trevor Mays on here. But that's it. There really isn't a whole lot in the relief. There's Brad Hand. I don't want to spend a lot on Brad Hand. Yeah, I'm good. Ray Kimbrough? Who's our... No. Who's our what? Who's our second baseman? Is it going to be uh, Tony Camp? <laughs> you just wanted to say the the, the he's chant. There. That's he's there. He's every <laughs> fucking where Tony Camp. Let's look at <laughs> our roster at second base. Okay, uh, second base is going to be Tony Camp. And what? Oh, I forget that the A's drafted a kid named Max Muncie. Like That's right. another yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> and they have the same birthday, I think, too. Like it's yeah. it's, it's actually pretty creepy. Um <laughs> That's your and, second baseman. Tony and, Kemp and, and our Max. Third Monsi. baseman is Sheldon Noisy. Sheldon Noisy, yep. And right, got, uh the guy that's playing right now too. Uh we gotta look at third base. Yeah. Who's a free agent third baseman? Uh free agent third baseman. Let's see, third base. Your top pick is um, Aledmus Diaz, Charlie Culberson, Jonathan VR, Matt Duffy, Evan Longoria, and Travis Shaw. Evan Longoria, one year. <laughs> Just to give him the, um, uh, the, the fucking country breakfast deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh god. He's interested in one year at 4.5. That's million. not bad at all. I'm doing it. Yeah. Offer it. Uh any other positions you guys want me to look into? Andres at short. Who's our left fielder? He's gone. He's gone though. A- Andres, he's gone. Uh your shortstop right now is I'm not gonna I like this kid. Robert uh Poisson. He um he's gonna be under the radar for everyone, but I'm telling you, he's he's gonna be a pretty solid shortstop once he gets to uh to the league to the big who's leagues. our first baseman so, uh your first baseman is Doremus garcia he's a uh a nobody at this point right. jonah gotta, bride is on here too who we gotta get our first baseman yeah <laughs> is it gonna fill this whole entire team <laughs> uh max muncie do you want two Max Muncy's on the team? Yeah, well, I mean, Max um, Muncy has a flexibility. Old Max Muncy has fl- uh, positional flexibility, so that's that's something that the A's like. There's also Jose Abreu, Brendan Belt, Anthony Rizzo, Jesus Aguilar, Josh Bell, and Trey Mar- Trey Mancini, and Yuli Gurriel. I like Trey Mancini. <laughs> I do too. What about you, Sam? Who has the better glove out of all those? Max Muncy. Yeah, probably. I'm going Max Muncy then. Okay. You I mean, I'm fine. Some, you gotta have. I. I feel like first base, like, you gotta have a. They receive the ball so often that you gotta have a good defensive first baseman. It's a power position, but you gotta have some good defense there. 
And, and like guess. I said, Max Muncy has positional flexibility as well. So he can play other places on the infield. All right. Well, I will make these trades and uh, acquire what I can acquire. Trades I will save... or are they free agent offers? I'm sorry. Uh, free agents. I will see if I can acquire these. I will follow up with you guys next next week on this one. Actually, two weeks, three weeks, three weeks. Because I won't be here for the next show. That's you right. guys and won't be here for the following. So yep. I'll, I will follow uh, up in three weeks. I, th- I think, yeah, you'll have to follow up with us in uh, May, May 1st, I believe, is uh, that day. Yeah. Hmm. Um, right. Question to you guys before we jump off here. Well, never mind. I can save it till afterwards. All right. Cool. So um, uh, anything else for the good of the order, gentlemen? No. All right. Okay. So- sounds good. Um, so let's um, let's do our social media plugs. You can follow us at SVT Sports Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, send us an email, svtsportspod at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs. We would love to hear from you. Later, guys. Later, man. All right. Have a good night, everybody.